0: Good morning, family. Today is the fourth Sunday of Easter. I sure do appreciate you joining me today. I'd like us to look at the Gospel according to John. The past few weeks, we've focused on some of the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. But now I'd like to shift gears a bit and listen to some of Jesus' teachings, particularly his words about our relationship with him. Knowing Jesus is the most exciting relationship you can enjoy. It's the beginning of a life of adventure with an all-loving, all-powerful God. If we trust him, we can be sure that our relationship with God is secure. And as a result of Jesus' death on the cross, we can live in relationship with God and he with us. Jesus paints some vivid word pictures for us that describe how beautiful that relationship can be. Again, let's look at John chapter 10. Hear the word of the Lord. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When the hired hand sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and runs away. That's because he isn't the shepherd. The sheep aren't really his. So the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. He's only a hired hand and the sheep don't matter to him. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. I give up my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that don't belong to this sheep pen. I must lead them too. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me. I give up my life so that I can take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I give it up because I want to. I have the right to give it up, and I have the right to take it up again. I received this commandment from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus is the good shepherd, and the good shepherd laid down his life for us, mankind, the sheep. In fact, five times in our passage today, Jesus talks about laying down his life, or giving up his life for the sake of his sheep. Why does he do that? Because he knows us and he loves us. Now, if we're going to think seriously about Jesus and shepherds and sheep, there is another verse from the Bible that fits here and merits our consideration. It's 1 John 3.16. Not the Gospel of John 3.16, but the epistle of 1 John 3.16. This is what it says. This is how we know love. Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. That's what shepherds do for their sheep. They love them and sacrifice for them, but it's not because sheep deserve it or are even worth it because sheep have a reputation, a reputation for being stupid. Let me confess here at the outset that I have never raised any sheep, but I did raise a pig while I was in high school. So whatever I know about sheep, I had to learn from reading about them. Several years ago, I was preaching about sheep and I said something like, sheep are not very bright. I might have even called them stupid. At the end of the service, as I stood by the door greeting folks as they left, a lady stepped forward to shake my hand. And her daughter, who was seven or eight years old, stood next to her with her arms crossed and her lip out as she stared darts through me. Her mom said, she's mad at you. What's wrong? I asked. Sheep are not dumb, she insisted. I love them and they are not dumb. Well, they're not too bright, I said. But she wasn't having any of it. But the truth is, while sheep may be cute, they are not very bright. The other day I heard a story about a shepherd and his constant frustrations with his sheep. And he did not describe his sheep as stupid or dumb, he called them vulnerable. Not too long ago, a shepherd from Wales was being interviewed about his flock of sheep and he talked about their vulnerability. He said, the main thing sheep do is find different ways to die. Predators, disease, weather, getting trapped, starving to death, overeating and then falling over. Because apparently when a sheep falls over, it can't get itself back up again. It needs someone to help it. There are many ways, many different ways to die if you're a sheep. Which just goes to prove that for sheep, a good shepherd really does make the difference between life and death. Now the image of God as a shepherd of his people runs throughout the Bible. Of course, most everyone knows the words of the 23rd Psalm. It begins with, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Have you ever noticed that the 23rd Psalm is popular at funerals? Have you ever wondered why? Because the 23rd Psalm isn't about death, it's about life. In the opening verse, God is the divine shepherd. He is my shepherd. Not in the sense of, I own him, but rather, he's the one who takes care of me. I belong to him. We are the sheep of the Lord's flock. God, as a good shepherd, protects us. He comforts us in times of uncertainty and danger. He provides physical and spiritual nourishment. The 23rd Psalm is a psalm about life, not about death. And any good shepherd who cares about his sheep would be willing to risk injury to protect them and to preserve their life. In the Gospel according to John, in the section we call, the shepherd's discourse. Jesus is the caring shepherd who bases his relationship with the sheep. That's us on the relationship he has with his father in heaven and his father in heaven is the shepherd of the 23rd Psalm. Just as the shepherd knows his sheep, so God knows Jesus and Jesus knows us. At his crucifixion, Jesus willingly laid down his life for his flock. So that means that the shepherd's discourse in the Gospel of John is a meditation, of pondering on Jesus' death and resurrection. As I was thinking about all this, it dawned on me that in the 23rd Psalm, in the Gospel of John, and in the epistle of 1 John, the overarching theme is love, the love of God, the selfless love of God in Christ for each and every one of us. I think that's what John was trying to tell us. And I think that's why the words from first John fit so well. We know love by this, that Jesus laid down his life for us. So we ought to lay down our lives for one another. God's love for us is exemplified then by the love we share for one another. When we come together in community, when we gather for worship, we do not gather for ourselves alone. We gather for the sake of community, for family. And when we gather for worship, we become icons of love for one another. Through the resurrection of Jesus, the shepherd of God's sheep, we are called to reach out to others for their welfare and well-being, not just in words, but in actions. Seventy-some years ago, C.S. Lewis, famous for his Chronicles of Narnia, wrote a book called The Four Loves. It seems that Lewis had done a series of broadcasts on the BBC about the four different kinds of love, and he published his writings in this book. He spoke of storge, or empathy, philia, or friendship, eros, romantic love, and agape, the unconditional love of God. But agape is more than unconditional love. It's more than caring for your child or for your neighbor. And it's more than romance or a rush of emotion. Agape is a love that can do nothing but give and give and give. Not to get anything in return and not to change someone's mind or to earn someone's affection. But because that's just the nature of agape love. When Jesus encountered a leper, he stretched out his hand to heal him without counting the cost. Not to convert him, but to heal him. That's what agape love does. It gives and gives and gives. It cares and cares and cares because that's all it can do. Agape never runs out. It never gives up. It spares no expense not to win someone over but to improve the lot and life of the other. And agape is fully demonstrated and best defined for us in the death of Jesus on the cross. It's what we mean when we say God loves you no matter What? God's love is inexhaustible, and nothing can stop it. Nothing, nothing can change it. Way back in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, the prophet told about God's great love for us, while at the same time he lamented for the state of our world, for our pitiful condition. He said these words, All we like sheep have gone astray. Each has followed his own way. That's what sheep tend to do. They go their own way. Now, let's be honest. We've all made some bad choices, haven't we? We've made some awful decisions. Each one of us at one time or another has chosen to walk or live in a way even for just a moment that offends God. And yet, despite all the ways we find to mess things up, God never ever stops loving us. And if we think sheep are stupid, we might want to take a look in the mirror. We have devised some rather subtle ways of killing ourselves, physically, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. We've invented some pretty sophisticated ways of wandering away from the image of God born into each of us. And yet for all their vulnerability and stupidity, sheep do have their uses. They clothe us and they feed us. And we, for all our vulnerability and stubbornness, have our uses in God's creation. As God provides for us, so we are to provide for others. In fact, John tells us we are to be shepherds for others. He says it this way Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Isn't that a wonderful image? Not only is Christ our good shepherd, but we are called to be shepherds ourselves. We are called to care for God's sheep, and especially for those who hunger or thirst or who are in need. Because this is how we know love. Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle God, You have always been our shepherd. There when we fall, bringing us home when we stray. Simply being present, protecting, leading us to the living water and green pasture of your word that our souls might be fed morning, noon, and night. You are the one who gives us the confidence we need to grow and to become the people that in your strength we can be. Thank you for your constant care and love despite our missteps and bad decisions. As this pandemic continues, we pray for those afflicted and affected by COVID-19. We need your healing and protection. We are tired and frustrated, and we need your rest and your peace. Please give us the strength and wisdom we need to navigate these difficult days. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me today. Now your job this week is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what. Please don't let these trying days rob you of your joy. With Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction. The Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen. Amen.